my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Nostin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastic day today. hope you guys are all staying busy as always. It's rainy and cold down here in Florida. It looks like we've got a cold front coming in, but it's supposed to start clearing up later on the day, which should be nice. And one thing that I want to give everybody a heads up on. I saw this video again, and I'm going to readdress it because Rand Paul actually said something about it. And he's kind of right, and I'm just going to kind of reiterate this because I've had a lot of people email me and kind of ask me the same question. He was on Fox News, and he was asked, what advice can you give people when they're confronted by crazy lunatic mass people? They asked him on there, and they showed him the video. And what was funny about it was, and obviously this was sarcastic, his first comment on here. And so, I mean, it's not something that I'm going to recommend. And he said, <laughs> he said, well, I would say use bear spray, but I'm afraid that would get in trouble, so I won't say that. <laughs> and I, I started laughing just on the fact that I remember when I was up in Montana for a great deal of time, ways back now, I was up there for a whole summer, and I remember everybody had bear spray on them for obvious reasons because there's bears everywhere up in northwest Montana. But one thing that I remember them saying as well is that it makes a very, very effective, less lethal deterrent if you're in a situation that somebody basically tries to uh, cost you or basically hit you or rob you or whatever, and bear spray kind of just knocks out just about everything uh, but you got to be very careful because of the breeze most time you're not looking at the breeze whenever you spray it and you can get hit right back in the face with it which is obviously not a positive aspect either but he pretty much said the same thing i said he said there are huge swaths of americans that are in a covid covid cult right now and the best thing to do is try to avoid them when they start this and again obviously a lot of things escalate and people's emotions get involved and people's energy gets involved and everybody starts getting aggressive. But he said the same thing is he said, because this is starting to dwindle down now, uh, more and more people are being less involved in the COVID cold and more people are being involved in actually waking up what's going on. And what's interesting, I saw an interview with Scott Gutlieb yesterday, Dr. Scott Gutlieb, who was the FDA lead head of the FDA, who then turned around and went to the Pfizer board, which is, I've always found that conflict of interest to be quite hysterical, considering nobody really ever addresses how the lead uh, head of the CDC now goes to the top board commissioner on Pfizer and is allowed to basically promote and mandate shots to the CDC, and the CDC listens for obvious reasons. But what was interesting was he came up with this this interview and he kind of told everybody what's going on but yet nobody really wants to listen but yet then again he put his propaganda spin on it and still tried to promote the mask and how children need to wear masks and he continues to do the same thing Fauci does and that is they throw the goalpost out there further and further and further and what's interesting they asked him they said the children, basically nearly a million children were infected with COVID last week, which that's a complete and total lie. The American Pediatric basically said there's been COVID tests, but we're not talking about hospitalizations or children that are basically sick or symptomatic. And Gutlieb said, well, I think it's too soon to get rid of the mask mandates and the preparations around those uses. So to withdraw it right at the peak of the uh, epidemic – I think it's imprudent and we should wait. I think within two weeks we should be able to make a decision. <laughs> and so, again, you can see how the 
continual pushing of the goalpost constantly happens in order to calm people down. Now, one thing he did say there, he kind of he kind of told on himself and he kind of let everybody know that this doesn't really make any sense to go run around and get injected, especially after you've already recovered. He said, when you look at the data that if you get infected, you probably have a period of immunity that's quite robust. We're not sure how long it is, but it's very robust. If, if, it, if it's not better immunity against the subsequent variant you were just vaccinated for. So people who are infected with Delta probably had a pretty robust immunity against Delta and probably better even if they were vaccinated. So what we notice is the vaccines provide a broad immunity, but individuals that basically have natural immunity can have stronger results. So what he's basically saying is here, the shot doesn't give you any type of significant immunity at all. It's just kind of this lightweight blanket that may do something if it doesn't kill you and if you don't have complete sideways side effects from it. And, uh, yeah, so you can give it a shot, but if you've already caught it, and this is the biggest push, and this is the biggest reason why I've had such a problem with the insane concept of trying to force people to get injected that even have already recovered and have immunity to it. Because you got to remember, a large percentage of the population has already been exposed to it. Even if they were not extremely symptomatic and they did not get very ill, a lot of people have already been exposed to it. There's always a significant portion of the population with a viral exposure that can get exposed to it and not really have severe side effects, especially when it comes to an upper respiratory infection. Now, there's certain other things, you know, that like Ebola and stuff like that. Very rarely can people get direct exposure to that and pretty much not catch it, but it can happen. And so that's one of the biggest things that you have to remember is one of the things I've told people repeatedly, and you have to remember this. If somebody is sick in your house, you have to follow quarantine measures with that individual and quarantine 101 basically states that people that are healthy healthy uninfected individuals do not need to have direct exposure to infected individuals this has nothing to do just with covid this can be across the board with any type of severe sickness if somebody is extremely ill and there are people in the house that are already exposed and taking care of that individual you never under any circumstances directly expose other healthy individuals to those people that are being quarantined in the house because that is how it spreads rapidly and again this isn't just with covid this can be with anything because you hear a lot of times now with quarantine this and quarantine that well a lot of times people have this negative connotation of self-quarantining when in reality sometimes it's a very very effective thing to stop the spread of a very contagious virus especially among people that basically have not had it yet and something that people need to remember so again keeping your hands washed, keeping your immune system healthy, reducing your exposure to individuals that may be infected, and on top of that as well, using wisdom in places that you may go. I've told you guys before, if you think that there's an issue and there's a certain area that a lot of people are getting severely sick, it's probably best not to go to a 20,000-person concert and go shoulder to shoulder with the concert goers. It's probably just not the best thing to do. Now, if you want to do it, that's completely your choice. Everybody's got their choice, but it's always good to make wise decisions, especially if you have family, small children, elderly, and so forth that are living with you. Use wisdom with that and make sure everybody's staying stocked up on their immune support supplements like the C, the D, the quercetin, the zinc. I talked to a guy yesterday that basically been trying to get a generator for months. I finally got it lined up yesterday, and I talked to the guy that basically has been the salesman. 
and he has been out of the office for like two weeks with COVID. And I asked him, I said, have you gotten have you gotten the vaccine? He's like, no, I didn't want to get the vaccine. He said, the problem is, he goes, I'm still dealing with this horrific fatigue. He said, I'm over basically the COVID main symptoms. He said, but I get on a call for 20 or 30 minutes and I got to go take a nap for two hours. And I said, yeah, that's pretty common with COVID. I had the same issue. And I said, how much vitamin C and D3 are you taking? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, it's, it's a very direct question. How much are you taking? He goes, well, I'm not, I'm not taking anything. I said, you're not taking anything at all. He said, no, I'm taking like NyQuil at night to sleep. I said, you're not taking any D3, any vitamin C, any zinc, any quercetin, even ivermectin, nothing. He said, well, no, I've, I've gone to the doctor, and they basically just told me to, to stay home and drink fluids and rest. And I said, but that's because the doctors don't give a rat's butt about your health. They get paid on people dying. And I said, as sad as that concept is, I really hate to sound cynical when I say that, but it's a very very real concept that people have to actually start understanding. And he said, you know what's funny, Austin? He goes, you're the second person now this week that's told me I need to start taking vitamin C and D3. And I said, imagine that, bud. There's your sign. I said, you're telling me you're so weak you can barely get out of bed and you're two weeks past this now and you're not taking anything. I said, do a Google search on D3 and vitamin C. I said, there's direct research out that shows that D3 reduces the symptoms of COVID in high doses and that D3 can actually prevent you from contracting severe COVID if your D3 levels are in a healthy range before exposure. I said, this is really something you need to start looking at, but if you're this sick right now and you can't get out of bed. And so he thanked me and he said he was going to look at it. And now whether he does or not, I don't know. I don't know. But the sad part about it is this, again, is what we're seeing where so many people don't even know the truth, and it's the direct fault of the stinking mainstream media and the medical industrial propaganda machine that has refused to allow this information to circulate on YouTube, on social media, online, on media, on Fox, on any of it. They have refused to allow these topics to talk about because they call them all misinformation. This is being done directly to reduce the immune system of the overall populace because they do not want people knowing the truth. I mean, this guy lives in central Florida. Florida's wide open. Just about everybody knows about vitamin C and D3, at least the general basis of it. But yet this guy, just like I was talking to you know, a calf that just got born, he had like, no idea what I was talking about. And the sad part about this is it's our responsibility to get that information out there. So I told him all the stuff to get. I told him on the website we can get. I said, if you don't want to buy it from me, at least go to Publix and get some stuff and get some vitamin C and D3. I said, if you don't want to get it from me, I don't care. I said, but get on something and get some zinc and basically start drinking a lot of water. If you can get an ivermectin dose you know, thing, I said, you can get it. I said, but you're already two weeks into it now. I said, it really doesn't matter. You just need to get your immune system buttoned up and strengthened. And I said, I told him also about inacetylcysteine to help clear out his lungs. Now, that one a lot of people don't know about. And that's really a, a newer one even in the past year and a half that we have learned how effective it is on the lung tissue and how effective it is in maintaining immune system strength with the lungs. So that, again, is one that a lot of people don't know about. But, man, vitamin C and D3 – those are staples that just about everybody has heard of. So, again, I encourage you. It's our responsibility to get the truth out there. This misinformation nonsense campaign that they've been putting out there is all designed to do exactly that, and that is to create basically ignorance 
and not allow people to really know the truth. So again, get that information out there. Thank you for spreading the truth. Thank you for forwarding the show. And thank you for speaking and being vocal and talking to other people about what's really going on. What do you think, Deb? Well, you're right, Austin. I mean, you know, oh, but let me do everybody head, heads up here real quick. Sharon got pretty sick last night. So you guys continue to pray for her. She's at the final end of this phase of this uh, Omicron or whatever the heck they want to call this latest bioweapon, this genome-specific, trying to kill northern white Europeans. It's just nice. And uh, she's doing much better today. I want to thank everybody for your prayers. But please continue to keep her in your, in your prayers. I'm pretty much back to normal again except my sleep cycle is a little messed off at night messed up still at night so continue to pray for me too but this, this is just absolutely awful people are always saying well you guys take supplements you come down with this it's a bioweapon it's specifically designed to attack my specific genome and you know if it gets somebody else it gets them it's just it's just a bad it's it's a bad <laughs> i should have, how can i say it's not a bad it's a very good bioweapon of what it does and gain a function that Fauci paid for. It just blows my mind. It, I mean, I mean, I'm very sincere about that. That people have not absolutely exposed Fauci, especially since Kennedy's book came out and sold millions of copies. You would think that the guy would be indicted and be in jail with the government, but again, the government is run by the Kabbalist Luciferians, who were basically, how should I say, uh, co-opted by the international banking cartels, who were co-opted by Sabatain Zevi and Jacob Frank back in the 1700s. And the United States has been co-opted now through the infiltration of the Illuminati from the 1700s with Adam Weishaupt into the Masonic lodges, you know, promoting this agenda and the rebuilding of a third temple and all the other stuff that's going on. That's the group that runs the planet, the Canaanite religion people. And so once you understand it, it makes more sense. In fact, I, I posted a video yesterday online, and it goes into detail on Sabatain Zevi, who he is, what he did. How he basically was involved with, you know, destroying the entire world, which is what he's done, and how the Satanism that he's brought together and reconstituted back after the Dark Ages has really just taken over the whole planet. It really has. And uh, the video is by a man by the name of Barry Seamus. Uh, he basically was a Jewish scholar, historian, and he did a whole series on this. And then, of course, he was dead right after that. They found him dead in his apartment. And no cause of death was listed. Just thought I'd mention that. So I want you to watch that video. It's really, really important. And it ties together the show that I did here a few months back on the ancient Canaanite religions all the way from Genesis chapter 6 all the way up to the current day. Now let's talk for a minute about, I haven't really gone into the detail with this, but I'm going to cover this with you guys today. Back in 1988, I was routinely doing a show with, uh, a host here in Lakeland, his name was Tom Trollson, and it was a huge radio station that was owned by Channel or by uh, by the Carpenters Home Church called uh, WCIE, you know, where Christ is everything. And they played some really good music. They started playing hard rock music. It got really weird. Uh, they had some horrible administration leadership and a bunch of people coming against the church, and it's gone now. The entire church, the entire ten thousand foot sanctuary, all of it's been torn down, and it's a grass basically a field. That's all it is. Uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars were wasted on that as far as for people's offerings. But I want to tell you the story. And I told it to you before, but it's been years and years ago. There was a lady. She's dead now, too. Her name was Alice Faye Red. And she was like the chairperson for the Republican Party for the state of Florida, had tremendous political influence. And she had a show that was called The Happy Homemaker. And she came on every day before Tom Trollson's show. came. He came on feedback, came on from like 11 to 12 
she was on like from, you know, 1055 to 11. And she'd always give out these absolutely horrible recipes. She was a very obese woman, very sickly. And she'd always have her latest swine recipe. You can't even make this stuff up, guys. And and what happened is I would get on the show after she was on with Tom Trollson. I was on like once a month and it had a huge number. It went, it went from all the way from, you know, uh, Clearwater, you know, Sarasota, all the way up to Orlando. It covered the entire Central Florida area. And I remember some of our good friends, even George and Sharon Hebert, uh, Kevin Jordan, a bunch of people that I still associate with that I've known for almost, you know, 35 years now heard me on WCIE. So it was a major influx as far as bringing friends into my you know group into my uh, my relationships and also into my clinic that we had back then and what was interesting about all this is that i would get on there and talk about how bad pork was well alice Faye red started getting these letters about how why are you giving out pork recipes when ted's telling her about how bad pork is you know i'm talking it as a biblically forbidden food well she got mad and she was very 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 powerful and she ended up basically uh, how should i say coming against me and her husband whose name was henry red and he's dead too or i wouldn't be bringing their names up and he basically came after me through the church to have me taken off of wcie he was a medical doctor and i never had seen that type of persecution from the medical field i'm talking about health i'm talking about fitness i'm talking about eating clean and they decided they didn't want that on the radio and he actually called a meeting, and he brought another medical doctor with him, which I was uninformed of, with one of the staff at the, at the church. And we went back into the green room at Carpenter's Home Church, which has been torn down to the ground. It's gone. And he basically proceeded to basically insult me for 30, 40 minutes. It was horrible. And I, I tried to give it back to him, but the problem was he had the other medical doctor with him. The guy who was moderating the debate was awful. Well, the whole thing was they took me off the radio. Just glad I mentioned that. Also, the sh- I was also teaching a class at the church on Wednesday nights on health, and I had basically gone and had about 4,000 to 5,000 people go through it in a four-year period. I was always there. I was always on time. It was the largest class they had on Wednesday nights. Sometimes we had about 100 to 200 people on the, you know, in attendance, especially when I did the show on stress, on stress, on stress, on how to fight stress. And it was, it was awful. I've never seen the persecution from the medical people like I saw with that, all because I'm talking about eating clean. Guys, I can't even make this stuff up. Well, I was taken off WCIE. My class was canceled, and that was the end of that for that entire church. In fact, we ended up changing churches, et cetera. But it was an interesting time in my life because I began to realize how compromised the medical profession was and how little they knew about health. Well, Alice Faye Red started running a Ponzi scheme then through the Watson Clinic, which they weren't involved in it, but she was basically saying that they were building a facility and she was trying to raise money for it, and she raised millions and millions of dollars. It was all a lie. Well, she ended up going to prison. I kid you not. She ended up going to prison. She came down with breast cancer again in prison, which is one of the side effects of eating on clean meat. And she basically uh, was allowed to leave and die at home via hospice. And then her husband basically had to continue to pay restitution until he died for all the money they had stolen. These two came after me because I was eating, telling people to eat healthy. And yet they were involved in absolutely illegal, illicit affairs, things going on with the church. And ended up defrauding people for millions and millions of dollars that never got repaid back. Just thought I'd mention that. So, you know, when you, when I tell you that I've seen a lot and I've been exposed to a lot and I know what happens when these guys decide to come after you like that, it ain't pretty. And so when I read you that letter the other day from the Iowa Board of Medicine against one of my friends who's licensed as a medical doctor in Iowa, and they basically were telling her and asking her for requiring her to give them all this information. I was like, wow, 
that happened to another one of my friends who was basically a physician in, in Tennessee. And that had happened to another one of my friends. Right now, he's in the middle of it. He's got $1.25 million in legal fees already. And this is something that's happening all over the place because the Rockefeller Rothschild Medical Complex is pretty much all-powerful because it's controlled, and it controls the FDA, the CDC, and all of these governing bodies. It controls them because of the revolving door policy that Austin just talked about. Years ago, I was watching W. I was watching 60 Minutes when I actually put out the truth about stuff every once in a while. This is 30 years ago, and they were talking about the revolving door policy of the Food and Drug Administration and how aspartame was shown. This is diet sodas was shown to cause brain tumors, seizures, headaches, optic nerve degradation, and how they had people come in and do studies again and again to try to prove that it was safe. And finally, it was forced through the Food and Drug Administration against the Delaney Amendment, which forbid the introduction of anything into the food supply that was shown to cause cancer. And then these guys who were working for the FDA approving these drugs did exactly what Gottlieb did. And they go to the doggone top positions and posts of salary, et cetera, into the very companies for which they approved the products. I mean, this is – it was called – in fact, 60 Minutes did it, if you can still find it online, the revolving door policy of the Food and Drug Administration. So this has been going on for a long, long, long time, and that's exactly what we see now. You know, with the monocolloidal antibodies, which I was never a fan of because I didn't know what they were. They, never, they wouldn't disclose where they were, what they came from. But, you know, Governor DeSantis was using them here in the state of Florida. And now Joe Biden has pulled the licensing with the FDA of monocolloidal antibodies, and they want to use the drugs coming out by Pfizer. All of this is subterfuge. It's all about going in and taking away your right to make your own medical choices. I'm telling you that's what this is and allowing the pharmaceutical, pharmakia group that runs the planet through the fiat currency, who own everything through BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, who worship demonic entities to run and decide your health and your future for your family. That's what this is. You say, well, this sounds odd. Well, it, it is odd. It's weird. And now you got this whole thing up in Canada where Biden now is saying that the people from Canada cannot come down here any longer if they don't have the proper vaccines and vice versa. And Canada won't let you go up there and on and on. Right now we're in a supply chain crisis. We need every single trucker we can get. And truckers are pretty much by themselves in their truck all day. They really don't need to be vaccinated at all because they're not really being exposed to anything at all. It's not like they're meeting, you know, two or three hundred truckers for a big party every night. They don't do that. I've got a bunch of them that are friends of mine. A lot of them listen to this show. and I admire you guys. It's a tough job. And you got to be careful driving those big rigs or you'll end up killing somebody or killing yourself or losing your cargo. And the sad part about it is now all of these parts that were missing from General Motors, a lot of them are made in Mexico. A lot of them are made in Canada. And when they tell them now they can't come across the border, it's going to cause continued constraint and more constraint on the supply side of the automobile industry along with food production. I'm letting you guys know that. That's what this is coming from. And it's all about collapsing the economy of the United States by depleting the amount of raw materials that are being used to manufacture. We have been oh so frustrated with our our manufacturing base that we use as far as manufacturing the Health Masters products, we have got to order so much stuff now in advance. Sometimes it's going to take six to seven months now to get product. I kid you not. And we're seeing this more and more and more. It's requiring that we put more and more inventory in, which is more and more of an economic investment, because it, because we have a seven-month lead time. And, guys, it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. So I'm going to urge you guys, you know, stock up on your supplements, 
stock up on your organic, you know, storable foods, you know, stock up on the meat buckets that we've got left and, and do what you need to do right now because it's going to get really messed up. Now, is there something going on with Ukraine? Look, Russia just wants to have its border secure and doesn't want Ukraine in the middle of everything, keeping a bunch of nuclear missiles aimed at Moscow. I don't blame it for that. You know, it was all part of the Soviet Union. We don't even belong in that area. We started a big brouhaha back in 2014 over there, and it, we just need to stay out of that mess. You know, I'm, I'm not an isolationist. I'm not as far as the government. But I really believe we need to stay out of stuff that's none of our businesses. You know, if, it, it goes right back to the Treaty of Westphalia. You know, if a, if a country has a problem with a civil war, you're not supposed to go into that country and engage it with military force unless that country asks you to. You're not supposed to just invade a country. That's what we did with, with Syria. We just invaded it. You know, it's awful what we've done. And we did the same thing with Iraq. We did, just on and on and on and on. We've taken down the entire Middle East. You know, Saddam Hussein didn't have any weapons of mass destruction. We decided to take his country away from him. And then when we found out that he didn't have any, which was another big lie that George Bush promoted, W, then we find him hiding in a hole. And rather than reinstating him and putting him back into power because we had just invaded his country for no reason, we have him hanged. I mean, unbelievable. It's just, it's just like it's like Nazis and the doggone communists and Lenin and Stalin and stuff all over again. It's crazy. But yet the American population is so insouciant. Oh, Red, white, and blue. What do we want to do? No, we won't. All we're doing is destroying the United States of America because of empire building and trying to run the entire planet with our military police via our military. You know, we've, we're, we've got we've got troops in what in dozens, if not a hundred countries right now. We don't have the money to do that. We're broke. Newsflash: the United States is in the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars of debt. And it's not going to get any better. And they're doing everything they can to destroy us. And this is the same thing they did to England, you know, with all of the colonies that England had that they had to continue to support. I mean, you can't do all that. You get to supply lines. You get to distances. All these different things become a problem. And it costs huge. That's why we have a trillion-dollar military budget. A trillion. It's insanity. Because that's what the United States has been taught to do since World War One and World War Two and the Versailles Treaty and the League of Nations that failed and the United Nations that didn't fail, and then the CIA and the OSS becoming the CIA, and all of the running the drugs for black operations, all of it is basically feeding this giant monster that's controlled by the international banks that launder the money. So that's where we are. And so, you know, this whole thing with this Omicron, I mean, right now we need to realize that this is a very virulent variant. It really is very contagious. But it didn't do much to me. It kind of knocked Sharon's wind out a little bit, but she'll be fine. Just keep keep praying for her, please. But remember, it's like Austin said to the guy who basically, you know, who was helping him get the generator. How much vitamin C are you taking? Hmm? Are you taking ivermectin? Just thought I'd mention that one. It seems to be pretty good for viral loads. Or you, how much quercetin? How much zinc? How much D3K2? How much potassium iodine are you taking? How many nutrients are you putting in your body? To fight this stuff. See, and that's the key, isn't it? It's always been the key. You know, I was trying to tell people the way to eat clean <laughs> back in 1986, 88, when I got yoked off the dog on radio because I had a medical doctor's obese wife decide to basically pitch a fit and get me yoked off. And he, of course, he completely capitulated to her. That's why he ended up getting charged with a felony, too. The only reason they allowed him to keep his medical license was to basically pay restitution. 
They had a big, huge home on the lake. Used to have hundreds and hundreds of people come for the Republican Party there. They even had George Bush's helicopter land right beside their house one day when he was running for president. I'm not making this stuff up. That's the one who came after me. She ended up basically dying of breast cancer. He's dead, and she ended up going to prison. So, guys, God is just. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. That's why I've told you guys so many times, don't pray imprecatory prayers on people. Don't do that. Don't curse them in Jesus' name. That's just stupid. It's not New Testament. That is not what Christ told us to do. I get so fed up with that. I have these some of these top alternative show people. They're always praying imprecatory prayers on people. And I've told multiple ones, you need to stop this. It's not of God. And none of them stopped it. They keep doing it. And I even showed them in the Bible where it says not to do it. And they don't care. They just keep doing it. Well, that's not any good, guys. We can't, we can't pick and choose the Bible for what we want to do and what we don't want to do. The Bible says we'll, they'll know that you're my disciples because you love one another. That's what it says. Because we love one another. Because we care about each other. I've got a good friend of mine, you know, Mike Florendino. He came down with Omicron stuff a few weeks ago. And I'm bringing him stuff over to the restaurant. I'm helping him out, calling him out, making sure he's okay. As soon as we come down with this stuff, he's calling us up, wondering if he can bring us stuff. I mean, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's what we're supposed to do when we're Christians. You know, Stan and Roxanne, a whole bunch of you guys are praying for us right now all over the country. I sent Texas out last night. I got a prayer chain going for Sharon. That's what Christianity is, not to curse people in Jesus' name. We're not supposed to do that kind of nonsense. But we're supposed to expose those people that are evil. That's what we're supposed to do. The Bible said we'll know them by their fruit. You know, you got an adrenochrome, guzzling, blood-drinking weirdo is a witch and basically doing all kinds of weird, crazy garbage. You got to expose them for that and tell everybody, hey, this is a witch. You need to pray that God deals with her. That's all you got to pray. You don't have to pray any curses on her. Just pray God exposes her and God deals with this and I'm done with it. That's it. Because at that point, you put it back on God, who really runs the universe, whether these weirdos want to believe it or not. He still does. And it's just something that we need to allow God to do like God. And I've seen it so many times. When I had the clinic and I got a, had this mess happen back in the 80s, and I saw it over and over again. God would restore what we had and more and more and more, and it seemed like there was always judgment falling on these people that would attack us. That's why I'm careful. If I'm not sure about somebody being under the anointing or having an anointing of God, I don't say much about them. Now, when you get people like Jerry Falwell and his wife – and the weirdo stuff they come out with, I don't have a bit of problems with yoking them down and saying, these guys are nuts, don't support them. What's wrong with these people? Are they even saved? That, that I don't have a bit of problems with that at all. Or these pastors that are caught infidelity, you know, in their churches, and they have videotapes, you know, kissing people and kissing other women. I mean, it's crazy stuff. And you sit back and you go, wow, this is nuts. But I've learned a long time ago, God is in charge. And prayer changes things. And vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay as what the word says. He says that. So just let God do what God does and let us continue to expose all of these people in the Food and Drug Administration, Gutlieb and all the rest of these Kabbalist Luciferians that are running around doing what they do and continue to tell people the truth. Have them, have them listen to this show or any show you want to have them listen to that's telling the truth. But it's this group that runs the planet. And again, I want to thank you for supporting Health Masters. I want to thank you for getting your supplements from us and your toothpaste and your deodorants and all the other things that you do because if everybody listening to this show did that for us, it would make the cost of this show so much easier to maintain.
I love you guys. I appreciate you. I have not yet prayed for you guys. This morning, Sharon was still in bed, and I was doing show prep. I'll pray for you after the show. Austin, what do you think? What's your next story, bud? That's very, very accurate. And, you know, this is why our show, we run a straight hour with no commercials. And I, I say that a lot, and I mean that sincerely because it's not an easy task to do. You go on any other show, majority of times they constantly have breaks and commercials and sponsors and ads. You know, some of them I've seen on you know, every five, ten minutes they got another commercial break. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I've done numerous, numerous radio shows and do this show all the time. When you do a five- or ten-minute run, it's really easy to maintain stuff. Oh, jump on a five-minute radio show and you're off. When you start doing one-hour shows straight, like you guys have seen Ted or I, when one of us has been out of town and we do a one-hour show, no breaks, it takes a lot of work. It's, you don't you don't just get up out of bed and go turn the computer on and say, okay, I'm ready to uh, knock this show out real quick. It takes hours upon hours of reading, highlighting, researching, and double-checking all the research to make sure you're not putting out any real fake News, because the stuff that CNN constantly likes to call fake news, in most cases, if CNN or NBC or anybody calls it fake news, it's more than likely real news. And that's what they call pure propaganda, is you try to discredit the other side's argument by simply saying it's fake or it's wrong or it's lies. There's no rebuttal. There's no legitimate conversation. There's no argument. They simply just make a statement and say, he's lying because I said he's lying. You have to believe me. Anytime you hear somebody say that, you really need to question their integrity and their overall purpose and their motive of what they're doing. I mean that sincerely. Now, if somebody comes in and says, this is what's going on over here. This is the facts. It's what's going on. This is what I believe. This is my opinion. Do your own research on this and make your own opinion. Well, that's a pretty good indication. You need to go do your own research and make your own opinion. But anytime somebody comes at you and says, that's fake, you can't believe that, you have to listen to me only, don't question anything I say, only believe what I say because they're lying. Guys, you got to question everything that person's saying, and I mean that sincerely. And one thing Dad brought up earlier, talking about Russia and Ukraine, you know, I've had multiple people email me about this, and the reason why I haven't talked about it a lot is simply because majority of it is designed to be a massive distraction, as Dad said. There is absolutely zero significant reason that we need to be involved in another conflict at all. In fact, majority of our troops need to be pulled back to the United States, and we need to stop spending the hundreds of billions of dollars on U.S. military bases occupying other countries that we need no purpose in. If you want to leave a few key personnels over there and a few key Marines, that's one thing. But one thing about it that nobody wants to remember as far as history if you look back at every empire throughout time, one of the key reasons the empires fall is over finances. That's just a fact. You look back at Rome, one of the true most world superpower republics that ever existed in human history. What was the, one of the main reasons they went down? Well, one of them was the barbarian hordes and the Huns and all that. That was a whole other story. But the one other main one was economic trouble. Constant wars and overspending significantly lighten the coffers and the oppressive taxation and inflation widen the gap between rich and poor. That was what really came down to it in, in Rome. And then on top of it, it was the overexpansion and military overspending. That was very, very clear. Rome struggled to marshal enough troops and resources to defend its giant frontiers from all the rebellions and outside attacks. As more and more funds were funneled into the military upkeep of the empire, technological advancement slowed, and Rome's civil infrastructure fell into disrepair. Interesting, isn't it? Doesn't that sound just oddly familiar of what we're seeing now? 
we're constantly giving out hundreds of billions of dollars in foreign aid to other countries for no legitimate purpose whatsoever. I mean, what do we give Israel, what, $40 billion again last year to Israel? To Israel. Because apparently they're not capable of taking care of themselves when they're probably the largest nuclear superpower per square mile as far as per actual country size. But yeah, we, we need to make sure we're giving them tens of billions of dollars every single year because our country's obviously not having any economic problems. And then you start having these giant bills they put forward, and that's why people are starting to see everything starting to contract a little bit right now. And the prices of everything are starting to withdraw a little bit. Well, the free money's coming to an end. All these giant bills that went out a year, two years ago, and started pumping trillions of dollars in the market, well, that stuff's starting to basically get snatched up now. Now you're seeing, that's why you're seeing the market's getting super volatile. That's why the Fed's talking about raising rates again now. The money is starting to slow down again. Now, of course, we're still having massive inflation from all that cash that bumped into the market, but we're not seeing the true inflation that we've seen in some markets, like used cars up 34%. That's asinine. And that's not because we've had a massive issue with vehicles. There's not a shortage of Honda Civics getting produced. There's not a shortage of Toyota Corollas getting produced or F-150s. There's simply a demand with a shorter market, basically, basis of how many vehicles are available at a current time. So what you've seen now is you've seen dealerships price pimp. This is very, very common. They've gone full-blown market gouging where they're putting twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 addendums on vehicles when they come in. And the stupid part about it is people are actually paying it. And I talked to my friend yesterday that's in the automotive industry, and he said the thing that's spooking me right now, Austin, in the automotive world is we're seeing the exact same thing that happened in the housing market in 06 and 07, exactly what happened now in the car market. He said, you have some of these higher-end vehicles. You know, they, they really don't fall in that sector. You've got cars that are ex- high-end exotics or they're getting phased out. They're very limited production. They're hard to get a hold of. That's a different story with some of the markets you've seen. He said, but when you're seeing high-production vehicles that don't have any type of restriction on capacity, that there's usually no limit, that just two years ago you could go on the dealership lot a year and a half ago and pick any color, any option, any model. There's 50 of each to pick from. He goes – those aren't limited models. He goes, the fact that you have dealers putting five and $6,000 addendums on base model Honda Civics is going to cause a massive crunch in the vehicle market. He said, what's going to happen is you're going to have these vehicles are going to catch up with supply. And pretty soon, all these people that paid $30,000 for a stripped-out Honda Civic that now you can go to the dealership and the sticker's 23 on it, and they'll give you two $3,000 rebates because they have 30 of them and they need to move them. Now you can go buy a brand new one again for nineteen, twenty thousand dollars like you could a year and a half ago. Now you got a kid that just paid thirty thousand dollars six months ago because he paid a five, six, seven thousand dollar addendum on top of MSRP. He goes, What you're gonna start seeing is when these vehicles start going back in for trade in in a year, two, three years, you're gonna see huge problems with being over allowed and upside down in these vehicles. And he goes, You're gonna start seeing cars that are massively, massively, massively overloaned. Then you're going to start seeing the collapse and the bubble of the car market that's much, much worse than what you saw with the housing market because cars are essentially going to be much higher demand overall than houses. Most people, if they have a house, they don't have to go buy another house. They don't have to go get another mortgage. You have a house that's going good and you've got a good rate on it. You don't have to move. 
Vehicles, a lot of times, they break down, transmissions go out, they run too many miles on them, they start having issues, or they simply need to get a new one, or they need a tax write-off. This is what you're starting to see now, and so be very, very cautious. If you're in vehicles that basically are high-production vehicles that are usually easy to get, please don't be paying these absorbent, stupid prices that these dealers are ripping people off on right now. It is going to end up very, very poorly. I just talked to a friend of mine the other day. He had a buddy that had an F-250, like a 2015, and the transmission started slipping on it. Now, the truck normally, even in this high market, would still probably book out for $45,000, $50,000. Well, the dealership basically said the transmission was slipping, that they would take care of it. They'd give them thirty grand on trade-in, and that they would give them a new F-250 Platinum for 95000 which was 10000 over sticker, and he did it. And so he ended up financing like almost $80,000 on a brand new Platinum, which the MSRP is only like eighty two on it, even with his money down. And he took a complete bath on his old truck. Well, the problem with that is now that vehicle is going to retain its value for the next year or so while the market is still hot. But what's going to start happening when you can go to the dealership just like you could a year and a half ago and go buy an F-250 Platinum for 10000 behind MSRP – and you see the Platinums go back down to their nominal use price of $55,000, $60,000, you're going to have kids that are going to be upside down $20,000 in these trucks. And if they want to keep them, they're going to have to keep them for two, three, four, five years to maybe get to a point to where they even have neutral equity in the vehicle. So please understand, this is what's happening in the markets right now. Use wisdom. This is why we don't need another conflict. The entire Ukraine-Russia conflict is all about causing more distractions, keeping people from looking exactly what's going on when Dad just called it. Why Scott Gutlieb is basically the board commissioner of the Pfizer who's trying to push the vaccines now on six-month-old to four-year-olds now. They're trying to get FDA approval on that by, by March, they're saying. By March, they want approval of this for six-month-olds, guys, for RNA gene therapy. I brought this up on the show last week because it made me so irate. Why is basically Fauci not been indicted yet? Why have nothing been filed against him when he's directly been involved now in the gain-of-function research with China? Again, these are all things that have to get brought up because as I found yesterday with talking to that generator salesman, there's a lot of people now that simply don't know what's going on still. Even after two years, they haven't got the memo, which I, I, I don't get that. I don't understand how you can have your head in the sand for two years that long. But again, I guess that's what happens when you do disinformation campaigns and you do everything you can. Now, another topic I wanted to bring up here, I got an email from a listener and a customer the other day with a lady that was in the healthcare industry, and she basically filed for a religious exemption, and they denied her, and they terminated her. At the end of her pregnancy, on top of that, because she didn't want to get RNA gene therapy, and they fired her from her job. I've now seen this in multiple other cases. It's starting to become a thing now where in the healthcare industry, they're starting to try to deny religious exemptions. I highly encourage people get a hold of an employment attorney if this occurs. I mean it sincerely, and this is why I'm bringing this up now. This is on Breitbart. Over 100 workers are, are suing Blue Cross Blue Shield over vaccine mandate. For many years, Alicia Kolowski viewed Blue Cross Blue Shield as her last job. She retired, and she loved working there. However, the vaccine company's policy clashed with her beliefs. She had to make a choice, and she went on to say that on January 13th, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down the rule for businesses but upheld the health care mandate. She said she's a Native American, and she chose not to get the COVID-19 shot because of her religious beliefs. 
She's among 250 Blue Cross Blue Shield Michigan employees who were terminated on January 5th for not complying with the company's vaccine deadline. Under the proposed federal mandate, the insurance company was considered a federal contractor, and the company states that there were 1,900 unvaccinated employees that received religious exemptions or chose to get the vaccine after being informed of the policy. Now over 170 employees were terminated because they were denied the religious exemption and then they refused to get the shot. She explained that the lawsuit is dependent on the company challenging the sincerity of the worker's belief. She said in November, workers who filed religious exemption requests were interviewed to find out the depth of sincerity regarding this belief. By the way, this is illegal. You cannot start asking people about their religious beliefs in the workplace. She goes on to say that it was an interrogation. The process of having your faith questioned was very hard, and failing to meet the criteria was even worse. She then met up with other individuals who had also been terminated with over 100 people she said that have now been affected by this who had not had no pay three weeks before christmas before being relieved of their job and they have now filed suit and the attorneys basically are handling it from there the only way this stops if you don't if you have to start having massive lawsuits with tens of thousands of people filing suit on this if somebody has a strongly held religious belief you can look back at the civil rights act you cannot start going in and saying well we don't believe your religious belief is enough basically to constitute us allowing you for this exemption in most cases what a lot of these people did and this is what i'm going to reiterate on when i read about this a lot of people that basically applied for these religious exemptions not all of them though some of them have just been blatantly just They've been completely and totally bamboozled by these companies, and they just completely denied them. But a lot of them that I have read about and I have talked to, people did exactly what I said not to do. They filed religious exemptions, and they went in there and put in all this information that did not need to be added. And then the lawyers and HR went in, and they dissected these religious exemptions, and they picked out anything they could to use as an excuse to state it's not a religious exemption. You have a strongly held religious belief against getting this injection, period. Let them prove you guilty of not having a religious exemption. Let them prove it. Don't give them the ammunition. Don't give them the ammo can. Don't give them the machine gun to sit there and come at you and tell you why you don't have a religious exemption because they deemed it so. Make them prove you don't. And again, if it escalates – File a lawsuit and get an attorney and get as many people as you can from your work that this happened to together because you have one or two people file suit. That's easy to dismiss. You start having hundreds of people, that gets attention. You start getting thousands of people, whoa, now you got yourself all types of class action stuff going on. And when you start having numerous, numerous lawsuits filed against hospitals, against companies, against corporations like this, even though they may have a whole trove of attorneys on deck – It gets their attention, and it makes them realize real quick this is not something that's going to go away. This has to be done. This is mandatory because if people just give up, roll over, shut down, and don't say anything back, these companies, majority of them, are all owned by the same conglomerate corporations. That's why they say the main top food, seven food distributors are owned – Almost all those food distributors, excuse me, are owned by top seven companies. Almost all of them. Every single name brand company you know from food is owned by seven different companies. They know what they're doing. They're all owned by the same bankers and the same Pfizer and same FDA approval and same pharmaceutical company corporation heads. They're all intermingled together. 
they all hang out. They're all in the same billionaire boys club, and they all know exactly what they're doing in order to push in this world, new world order or this Agenda 2030 that they have made very, very clear is their overall goal now. So again, continue to speak your mind with this and push back. If you're in one of these situations, do not lay down without a fight. You have to keep fighting back as hard as you can. That's my opinion on that, Dad. What do you think? You're right. I had a, I've got a friend of mine, uh, John Parvin, who's an attorney. In fact, he's my attorney. He's an excellent attorney. He's based out of Clearwater. John Parvin, P-A-R-V-I-N, especially with real estate law. He's phenomenal with that. And it was interesting. Uh, you know, I talked to him once about you know people giving out too much information, the police officers doing investigations. And he goes, I've never – here's, here's, here's John's quote – I've never heard a defense attorney say that my client was better off for talking to the investigator. Exactly. He said it's the exact opposite. He says every time they talk to the investigator, they incriminate themselves. They cause themselves more problems. It's best to be quiet, not say anything, and let the attorney talk. That's it. He's right. Don't say anything. Don't, don't, don't give them the rope to hang you with. Don't do it. If they want the rope to hang you with, make them go get it. Make it miserable for them. You put a whole bunch of stuff in there as far as, you know, you know, evidentiary, evidentiary stuff that you need to have back from them and, and, you know, give them 20 pages of stuff that they've got to produce. And what it does, it slows everything way down and puts it to a crawl and they don't want to mess with it because it's taking too much time and too much money. So just be very careful when you fill those forms out. Just, I have a religious exemption. None of your business why. My, my pastor's not signing this. None of your business. I'm not signing. Here, get, turn it back in. This is it. We're finished. And be done with it. That's all you got to do, as far as I'm concerned. But you can get legal counsel on this. By the way, the Biden administration, according to CNN, is now going to withdraw the COVID-19 vaccination and testing regulation aimed at large businesses. Hmm. We'll see when they're going to do that. It says the Biden administration is withdrawing the testing, bringing the aimed at big business. The U.S. Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health said Tuesday it will be withdrawing the vaccination and testing emergency temporary standard for business with 100 or more employees. Although OSHA is withdrawing the vaccination and testing, ETS as an enforceable emergency temporary standard, the agency is not withdrawing. Here we go. The ETS as a proposed rule. The agency is prioritizing its resources to focus on finalizing a permanent COVID-19 healthcare standard, the statement read. The withdrawal of the emergency temporary standard does not affect the ETS continuing status as a proposed rule. There you go. And Ford now is also coming out and saying that they're going to go ahead and continue to enforce the rule, especially even with remote workers. I mean, it never ends with these clowns because they want to continue to maintain the narrative that they're being told to maintain. Always remember that because, guys, it's really important that you get the fact that these guys are being told what to do. When Linda Forrester Rothschild calls a meeting of the top Fortune 500 corporations and puts everybody on a conference call together, it tells you who's running the doggone show when all these CEOs get on a conference call at once. It's complicated to get that many people out of meetings into a conference call with Linda Forster Rothschild, but she's the one who's controlling the purse strings for BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. And a lot of these guys are basically put into positions of power in these organizations and given huge salaries because they're do-boys, and they do what they're told. And that's when they're told to get on the phone, they get on the phone. By the way, there's several reasons I'm going to post this. It's called 13 Reasons Why 5- to 11-Year-Old Children Should Not Be Given the COVID Vaccine. This is really good. I won't have time to go through all of them today, but I want to give you a couple of them. Reason number one, 86% of the 12 to 15-year-old children who were injected suffered an adverse reaction to the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine in the clinical trial. 86%. Why was this thing ever, ever approved? 
Number two, one in nine children suffered a severe adverse reaction, leaving them unable to perform daily activities in the Pfizer clinical trial. This is what makes me really kind of crazy, Austin, when you tell me that friends that you guys have are signing their children up into these things. Do they not read this stuff? Reason number three, just 17 deaths associated with COVID-19 have occurred in teenagers and children in the past two and a half years. I mean, it's nothing compared to statistics of the entire population. It's to try to inject millions of kids now. Number four, the risk of children developing serious illness from COVID-19 is extremely low. Reason number five, the Pfizer-19 vaccine is experimental and still in a clinical trial phase. Reason number six, three scientific studies conducted by the U.K. government, Oxford University, and the CDC, which were published in August, have found that COVID vaccines do not work. Imagine that. Reason number seven, public health England data shows that the majority of COVID-19 deaths are among the vaccinated and suggests the vaccines worsen disease. They also lower the body's own immune system so it can't fight off other diseases. Guys, it's so important that you tell your friends about this. We're getting so much pushback now from people that I know who've been injected. A lot of them have post-vaccine dissonance. They're so upset they did it to themselves. They still want other people to join them into the vaccine. It's kind of like the person who has AIDS or syphilis or gonorrhea or herpes, and they want to infect as many people as they can because they're experiencing it. So why shouldn't you? I never understood that kind of mentality, but a lot of people get that attitude going. Don't do that. Talk to as many people as you possibly can and tell them the truth about this. And if they've had a vaccine, maybe they got one of those placebo ones. Just tell them. Maybe you got the placebo. Maybe you really don't have an injection against this stuff. Maybe that's why you're not sick. So why don't you not take a chance by doing another one? Very important. I love you guys, and I appreciate you so much. Please continue to pray for Sharon and me. You guys are absolutely awesome. Austin, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely, and continue to, just like Ted said, get the word out there, get the truth out there, continue to wake up as many people as you can, so we're making a difference, all of us together, more numbers, more people, more push, louder voice, higher volume, that's the way we have to do this, so again, thank you for the support, you guys voted in it one, the product of the week, excuse me, the potassium iodine, that's our molecular iodine, Extremely good for overall thyroid health. It's also very good for burning body fat and increasing the metabolism. I've had a lot of people, I used to use that a lot in uh, higher doses and cycle it. Again, use it as recommended on the bottle, but it can do a lot as far as increasing the thyroid activity and burning body fat, especially while you're in a you know, lower caloric diet and exercising and doing cardio. So that will be on sale today here in a little bit. I'll be changing that over for product of the week. And thank you for being patient with us. Again, we are keeping just about everything we can in stock, but it's meaning that we're having to have a significantly higher overall inventory carrying and it's just it is what it is like dad said he's not exaggerating there's certain stuff that we've been trying to get on order and we're getting small 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 snippets of orders for six seven months now because stuff's just not showing up there's certain suppliers now that are running into huge supply chain issues because you got to remember when you're dealing with products like say for instance vitamin c with antioxidants well, that's got the vitamin C and ascorbic acid and areola. That's also got the bioflavonoids in it. It's also got the quercetin in it. So you start having one ingredient that starts getting shorted or starts having a delay or you don't have the exact dosage of it, the whole batch gets slowed down. Same thing like with purple sticks and stuff. There's a ton of ingredients in the purple sticks with the Amazon energy blend and everything else. That's why it's such a popular product, and that's why it stands above majority of other energy packets because it has such a high-quality, high-dosed ingredient list. 
Always do research when you're comparing supplements. Look at what is in each product and compare the dosage and compare the actual ingredient. That's why you will notice on all of our supplements that we carry, we don't just put on there B12 or calcium. We'll put on there MCHC calcium, and we'll go into detail. You can look at it, microcrystalline hydroxyapatite calcium, which is from bovine, from basically cow joints. That's why it works so good for bone health and bone tissue and bone repair and healing up broken bones. This is so important when you're comparing supplements because you have to compare apples to apples. I've seen too many people do that before. They go, oh, I can buy me some, some B12, you know, cyanide cobalamin at Walmart. It's only $2. And I buy one, I get 10 free. I'm like, okay, that's cool, man. Do you want to stress your liver out with cyanide cobalamin? You want to take something that says made in China on the bottle? That's your choice. But again, look at what you're putting in your body. Understand what it's doing, and there are higher qualities to everything. Same thing goes with fuel. Same thing goes with food. Same thing goes with everything. There's higher qualities to it. When you're dealing with keeping your immune system strong and taking care of your body, you want to make sure you have the highest quality of anything you put in it. So thank you again for the support. Be sure to check out the website at Health Masters if you need anything at all, or give us a call if you guys have any questions, 1-800-726-1834. Thank you again for the support. If you guys just thank you for getting the truth out there. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.